That's right, folks. It's Emmy Awards fever. Oh, I thought you were doing Round Ball Rock. <laughs> I was, but as you might know, Round Ball Rock doesn't belong to the NBA on NBC anymore. They sold it. And it was the NBC, the NBA on Fox for a second. And then but it went straight it to anything. the Emmy. Uh, the Emmy now theme. it's the official theme song of Ted Lasso. <laughs> only available on Apple Plus. <laughs> Folks, we've got Ted Lasso fever. <laughs> And we've got John Tesh. It's a dangerous new strain that was created in a lab in Wuhan, China. I I don't I don't know what Ted Lasso is. I'll be honest, in my notes for the show, one of my ideas for a podcast was just trying to figure out what Ted Lasso is. Because I'm honestly flummoxed. As far as I can tell. It's just Jason Sudeikis with a big mustache. And yeah. people are like, oh, oh, oh. And that's it. No one talks about there being like jokes or a plot. It's like the puppy bowl, but they just got Jason Sudeikis <laughs> instead of a bunch of puppies. It's, it's just a real shame that there's only one of them. Can yeah. you imagine if, if, if there were as many Jason Sudeikai as there are puppies? If you could get a bunch of them and then just sh- shoot the whole show with that uh, that Snapchat filter that makes you look like a baby, mm-hmm. just make a bunch <laughs> of Jason Sudeikis' wrestle around with Snapchat filters on. Maybe we get a, a new Snapchat filter that turns you into a Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. Hey, there we go. And then And then there could be more Ted Lassos that you don't understand what uh, they are. Yeah. Now, does he have a lasso? Do you know? No, that, that's just, just his name. Just, just a name. Yeah. At least, at least this first season, it's just a name. But it's foreshadowing. Yeah. It's going to be like that show, The Cape. <laughs> Do you remember The Cape? No. I believe that was a WB joint back in the 90s. Okay. He's a superhero, and uh, his power was he had a cape. I do vaguely remember this now. He used the cape to fight crime. This, this was uh, Abed's obsession in community. The <laughs> cape. Right. Yeah, he just... He didn't have any powers. He didn't have any weapons. He was just real handy with the cape. You didn't want to fuck with him. You'll get, you'll catch the tail end of that cape. If if you were to want to get your own cape, is there some sort of waiting period or watch list on whether they'll give me a cape? I should have a cape. Oh yeah, no, I can't get a cape on account of I have a, a criminal record. They won't let me have a cape. You got to keep like, those oh, you're gonna capes do, off You're going to do super villainy with that cape. <laughs> I think that it's all in the cut of the cape, whether it's a villain's cape or a hero's cape. Mm. Yeah, if it's got a big high collar, that's not a hero's cape. No. A pauldron? No, sir. Certainly not a pauldron. Uh, the, the high collar, in general, you're correct. I think Doctor Strange. Uh, I was going to say, unless you are a, a 
purveyor of good uh, magic, you really, that's the only real, uh, or I would say some sort of a robot from space. <laughs> they can have a high cape as well. There's a big collar on there, you know. But even then, ugh. I like to no keep gonna... my, my, my cape uh, close to the shoulders. Mm-hmm. I actually, I keep mine around my waist. Oh, yeah? Just kind of like a, like I got an apron on backwards. Mm-hmm. It, was... It's because I split my pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's my power. That's a problem that I have when, when I wear capes is that I do go to tie it around the waist, but there are no arms. And so I get all confused as to, do I just go long ways with it? Oh, you mean tie it like... Uh, at that point, it's just a sash. Like Eddie Vedder's uh, flannel shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe that's a cape of sorts. I'm just thinking more about Ted Lasso. If if in the next season they reveal that he does he get he that like now I I did I did see a headline right before we started recording. Ted Lasso did take home Best Actor in the Emmy Awards. Jason Sudeikis mm-hmm. took home the big took home the big trophy. That old. What it, what's the Emmy Award look like? It's like an angel holding a gyroscope. Is yeah, that the I, Emmy believe, I believe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got it. But I was, but I was thinking, what if, like, on the season finale, he like uh, he opens up like a he gets a like a briefcase out and he opens it up and there's a <laughs> there's a lasso inside. Mm. And then, uh, what like that? What's a good? What's a good song? Good needle drop for a big end of the end of the season finale reveal like that. Um, jump into the fire, maybe. Oh yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> I was I was thinking of that. Uh, you know the. One pill makes you smaller. <laughs> they love to use that one for everything. I it, while we're pitching uh, for for the season finale, I think it's also about time uh, Ted Lasso meets Will Sasso. Ooh! Throw it, throw but, my bow my 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 boy Will Sasso a bone. Yeah, but he plays a character named James Lariat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is Ted Lasso he's a sports guy, right? The uh general plot of that show is somewhat similar to Major League. Uh there, oh. there's a divorce in the ownership of a Premier League soccer club and oh. the scorned wife uh takes control of the team and fires the head coach and hires an American football coach from college to be the, and he knows nothing about soccer, Uh, but he's such a positive, uh, warm hearted person that despite the fact that he knows nothing about soccer, he's somewhat successful and, 
it's it's a, a very feel good show. Ah, well, I've already seen Major League. So, but have you seen Major League Three? Back to the Miners. No, in fact, I've only seen Major League. Uh, it's been about twenty four hours or so since. Mm. I saw Major League for the first time. Well, actually. the, the thing about Major League Three, back to the minors, is almost nobody is back, but it does have a young Walton Goggins. Oh my! Mm-hmm. So wait, who went back to the minors? The audience? Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, they they couldn't they couldn't afford the the majors anymore. <laughs> they <laughs> they couldn't get none of those guys. I think they got Serrano, Dennis Haysbert, and that was like it. Now, I'm also assuming that now that I know that Ted Lasso is about a fish-out-of-water football coach coaching a football team, I'm guessing this is probably something that was written uh, by an algorithm, and uh, it's mostly for foreign markets. Because of the whole soccer thing, and there's, it's probably like when you watch like an old British TV show, and, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that's great." And then there's clearly cameos, but you have no idea who the cameo. There's just <laughs> characters walking on, and then the audience applauds for ten minutes, and you're like, "I don't know who this guy is." And they're like, "Oh, this guy. He used to host a game show where uh, celebrities would come on and they'd tell dirty jokes to each other on a couch." And then yeah. uh, he ended up murdering someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's British entertainment, as I understand it. I like their game shows, but they are an hour long that if they would stop telling stories, they could finish the entire game in less than 10 minutes. They have like their their uh, talk shows. They don't ever give the host a, a desk to sit behind. Mm-hmm. He's like in a love seat. And it's because... He's going to ask Arnold Schwarzenegger about a funny story he has. And then when Arnold tells the story, he's going to throw his head back, laughing so hard, and kick his feet. Kick his little <laughs> British feet up in the air. <laughs> Hold his sides. Oh, Arnold. Oh, what a delightful story. Do you have an idea for a podcast? Uh, sure do. Uh, this one is called Top Gum. Top Gum? Yep. And it is oh. what it sounds like. It's a gum review show. Oh, Top Gum. Because everybody loves to listen to a podcast where the hosts are chewing a whole lot of gum. Mm, yeah. People just love chewing podcasts. Mm-hmm. One of the big ones. Yeah, maybe we could uh, branch out. Like, we'll start with gum, but then we could chew any number of things. Cud. Anything that has like guar gum in the ingredients. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I like to just chew on a rubber band. Yeah. It doesn't Remember ever lose its flavor. Heads, they were chewing on condoms. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Beldar. <laughs> Top gum. Now, this is interesting. I just actually switched brands. Oh. What's your new brand? Extra peppermint. Extra peppermint. I'm a five spearmint man. See, I used to get five, but 
they uh, they started stamping little fives in the gum. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't think that we've had this conversation on on the on the uh, record. I think, I think we have. <laughs> have we? <laughs> I think so. So the negative space of the fives in the gum. They've, I... Yeah, they've they've essentially found a way to delete like a full like a full four sticks of gum from each package <laughs> by just stamping a little indented five in each stick of gum. And uh, it's true that I I since you've told me about that I notice that every time I open a stick and get a little bit angry about it. Yeah, but I I haven't I haven't forsaken them yet. But possibly this podcast could lead to me doing so. And also, I would like to chew some of the old time gum. Your your bubble yums, your bubbleliciouses, your bazookas and uh, double bubbles and whatnot. Because I mean, their their shelf space is not much. It's hard to find now. Pal gum. Remember pal? No, I don't remember pal. It was like I think part of the Pal Club. I don't know, Pal Gum, P A L, and it was just like little pink rocks. They were so bad. Mm. It was like the shit that you'd get for free. It, it, like they'd throw it at a parade. Okay, is it kind of like chiclets? No, it's like they're like little hard pink nuggets. Where you'd have to like chew an entire package to get the equivalent of one piece of gum. Uh, yeah. Okay. Ooh, here we go. I found Pal Gum. Two hundred and forty count bag. On Amazon. And it could be ours for. Uh, uh uh oh no! It's currently unavailable. Somebody get the it's... fucking gum off the boat! I want some. Here's a review from Miles says Pal gum was great when I was a kid. The gum is a little sweet for my taste, but not bad. Problem is, it seemed old and dried out. Didn't find a freshness date on the bag. Probably won't order again. Miles, it was always like that. Mm. It's the driest fucking gum. <laughs> I'm sure that they just made one big batch of it back in 1920. <laughs> and they're just slowly selling it off. So if, if one chews the pal gum, would it be a good idea to rehydrate it beforehand? Just like throw a handful of it into a, a tray of water the day before you plan on chewing it? Yeah, yeah, that's, I've actually, I've had the opposite problem. I've, uh, I've been working on organizing my garage, and uh, it's real humid and hot in there. And I had gum tucked in my shirt pocket, and uh, that shit was just getting so soft, it was, mm -hmm. it was gnarly. I had to start storing my gum in the fridge, and just taking a piece Whenever I needed to be a little uh, refreshed, that's a that's a good move. I I've been having the same thing happen. Like I leave a pack in my car, and I, I guess just the general humidity of the summer has wrecked multiple packs of my five gum. 
you you take a piece out and it just droops. Yeah, so yeah. Sad. You can't really take the paper off of it. It's leaving green stains on everything it touches. Yeah. You need to get a power inverter and then a little dorm fridge for your car. You <laughs> yeah. keep your gum in it. Yeah. Maybe I can get one of those little uh, snooze uh, refrigerators that they have in the gas station for it. Oh, yeah. That's top gum. Mm-hmm. I've got one here. Hit me with it. All right. This is called Unsolved Mysteries Junior. <laughs> You're familiar with Unsolved Mysteries. I am. The popular. Uh, was it on Lifetime? Or did they just play reruns on Lifetime? I think they play reruns on Lifetime. Originally, I think it was like on CBS. Okay. Yeah, Ro- Robert Stack hosted it. And then after uh, he retired, Dennis Farina took over. And I think that it mm. was recently rebooted on Netflix. I do think yeah, that they started doing new episodes. It's not, I mean, you can't capture the, the charm of the original, just the the reenactments are always so good. Yeah. A lot of fog and wigs. And the production quality that of that show is distinctly nineties. You, you can't make a show look like how Unsolved Mysteries looked Mm. today. I don't think. I, it, you it wouldn't would be, want to probably in general, but it is always it's impressive when people do nail like a style of television cinematography that hasn't been around in decades. Mm-hmm. Like, how'd you pull that off? You find a bunch of old camera equipment. But Unsolved Mysteries Junior, this would be uh, smaller mysteries, not. None of this, like, Bigfoot or, you know, like a plane disappearing. Okay. This well, is, I, I think this would just be us exploring, like, things that uh, have happened to us personally that we were like, that was weird. Hmm. Like, one time I was traveling, and I stopped at a, at a truck stop Burger King or McDonald's, and uh, the, the place was completely empty, and... Uh, as far as customers go, just dead. And there's a kid behind the counter. And when I walk in, he goes, Hey man, Naruto. (laughs) And I was like, what? And he's like, Naruto. And I went like the, like the cartoon, like the anime cartoon. He's like, yeah. And I, I was not wearing any, I I had on like a plain t-shirt and no hat, pair of big nerd glasses. I have no idea why he said Naruto. He's but then I, just a guy I said, who likes to cut to the chase. He said, "Hey man, Naruto." Like I had done, <laughs> like I had done something that made him think I was I was the Naruto or that I was into it. But I, I, I said, like the cartoon? And he said, yeah. And I said, why? And then he went, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he took my order. Oh, man. I don't know what that what There's that some was. sort of secret society that you were offered membership 
to, but you... I'm, maybe he was going to give me the power of the Naruto. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm thinking Naruto's it's more like a like... eyes wide shut sort of situation where you needed to reply with the Fidelio of <laughs> whatever... <laughs> He goes to the orgy, Naruto. <laughs> yeah, the the orgy in the back of the Flying J gas station. <laughs> like all, all those uh, uh, slot machines that they have, uh, they spin around and, and behind that, that's where the orgy yeah. is. <laughs> they also incorporate all those trucker showers into the, the experience. <laughs> yeah, you go into the shower... And you say, and you say Naruto, and then it turns around, and then that that baby, wooey. Yeah, it's all all the all the truckers you could want, full nude. <laughs> oh baby, it's a it's a smorgasbord. I don't know when you first you said any- uh, um um. Unsolved Mysteries Jr. I was thinking about Nick Jr. and then then about Blues Clues and thinking about what if uh, Blues Clues went unheeded every episode and the host of the show oh. was unable to figure anything out. <laughs> and then the, the series finale, you find out Blue was a ghost. That's why no one was paying attention to his clues. He's like, my God, it's like the sixth sense. But I, I do have another, another podcast idea here. Okay. And this one is a provocative dress for men of a certain age. Provocative dress. Mm-hmm. For. For men of a certain age. Indeed. And this is uh, just going to be a fashion podcast uh, trying to get uh, middle-aged men to... Uh, Take a few more chances. Maybe don't wear the the polo and khakis today. Maybe. So this has nothing to do with the uh, sitcom "Men of a Certain Age." Well, we we could maybe try to get uh, Ray and uh, who else is on that show? It's Scott Bakula in there. I think Scott Bakula, maybe Greg Kinnear. I think Andre Brar from <laughs> Reno Nine One One was on it. Men of a certain age. Uh-huh. Man, oh man. I think we, we would just uh, pick a subject. Someone, uh, possi- possibly an actor, but also maybe a, 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 an athlete, a politician, newscaster, some someone that, that people have a frame of reference on their style and then just uh, pitch them uh, some some wacky ideas. And how to freshen it up. I think this is a thing that men of a certain age are already, it's in their DNA. You get to be like a certain age and you're like, oh, I'm not hot. I'm no longer hot. (laughs) I'm just, if I'm going downhill... So I'm going to try some stuff that I didn't have the balls to do when it could have hurt my uh, social standing. Mm-hmm. How about a leather bomber jacket and a cowboy hat? Mm-hmm. 
wallet chain. A lasso. Ted. Ted's. <laughs> Ted Lasso's lasso. Yeah. It's you, the, you're just the describing hot Indiana that's... Jones now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that what every every man of a certain age wants to dress like? Just go ahead and just go for it. You can't pull off. You can't pull off. Uh, James Bond, so you're like, well, I guess I'll just be Indiana Jones. If somebody had the whip, if you have the whip, I, I honestly, I respect it. If it's just the hat and the jacket, nah. But if I see a guy at the mall Mm -hmm. just sitting in one of the massage chairs, you know, while his daughter and her friends are trying on clothes in the what's a teen store in the mall teen store dress barn sure that's still (laughs) if that guy's got a bullwhip I'm going to shake his hand and thank him for his service (laughs) yeah thanks for for keeping us safe from the bulls Thank you you for uh, protecting us from the Nazis and the racist caricatures of Indian people. We we really appreciate it. Provocative dress for men of a certain age. Are we ever going to touch on like, you know, really racy stuff? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. Maybe a sexy teddy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of any examples of that from like actual men of a certain age. Um, they don't really make, don't really make men ever to try and prove they're still sexy once they're old, huh? Nope. Like Jack Nicholson didn't have to like (laughs) hang dong in that movie. But they sure made Diane Keaton get naked. Mm-hmm. Would have been cooler if we got to see Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, you want to see Jack Johnson. Nicholson's 70-year-old junk? <laughs> Just... <laughs> and he does the thing where he raises his eyebrows and his sunglasses fall on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's just got there's there's a pair of sunglasses on his belly and another on the top of his head, <laughs> and he, he raises his eyebrows and he flexes his abs and they yeah. both fall at the same time. So with all these sunglasses that are on Jack Nicholson's body, does he kind of look like a totem pole? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this this is actually this this movie takes place in Alaska. And it's a it's a film reboot of Northern Exposure, where where young Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson is in the he's in the Alan Arkin role. Oh, okay, I, I was thinking he was the uh, Rob Morrow role. Mm. He's the young he's hotshot New York doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he's just like a wacky Alaskan guy who okay. likes to come out naked in the cold and ah, you know. But he's sexy about it. It's not. It's not funny. Like people aren't like, oh, geez, ah. People are like, hmm, hmm. I mean, that was a plot point in uh, Northern Exposure. There was the the guy who owned the diner had a nineteen year old girlfriend, and he was in his sixties, and it was a plot point that she just thought he was the most masculine, strongest man. Oh, yeah. And- <laughs> I, you know, I work with a guy who lived in Alaska, and he said that uh, one of the one of the most awkward things of his life was when they had to fire a guy, essentially from the town. <laughs> like he sucked. <laughs> everyone that worked in, the, everyone that lived in the town work together and so this guy got fired they just had to like drive him out to the edge of town <laughs> like well see ya <laughs> you don't live here anymore you yeah. suck it's all oh. that sounds a little illegal but also kind of i've, I've had neighbors and stuff that i wish that i we could do yeah. that too you could just Pack them up. I guess it, it, it. We'll get back to that. Well, you know, Amazon and all these companies now trying to build new company towns. Yeah, that's something to look forward to. Being able to just. Well, things aren't working out here, so we're going to uh, melt you down into a slurry. <laughs> You'll provide nutrients for the good workers. It's a little orphan boy asking for more slurry. (laughs) We just intravenously feed it to the precogs that uh, know what you're going to order before you do and send the drones out to your house. Mm. All right, here's here's my second idea. I don't have a name for this, but I, I have a very good concept in mind. I wrote down, fake our own kidnapping. <laughs> okay. So this would just be um, us pretending to be kidnapped. So we'd just be releasing... Like ransom, like they're record recording us. Oh, oh, help! They have us. Oh, we're in a dark room. We don't know. It's there's rats. They're they're putting rats in here with us. And then we'll we'll like be like, please send the money. I, I can't take please. much more. They said they said they're gonna put the rats in here again if you don't if you don't like and subscribe. <laughs> They're demanding one million subs. <laughs> this is the kidnapper. Smash that like button. <laughs> now we're going to have to plan out some, you know, events 
Because if it's just the same thing every week. Yeah. So. And I only have so many fingers that we could cut off to mail to our listeners. Maybe like we put like the sound of like a steel drum in the background. We think they took us. We think they took us to Jamaica. (laughs) We keep hearing Rastafarian music. We smell pot. Then we talk a little bit. We just chit-chat back and forth about that. And then, oh, please help us. This week, we're, we're, we, they took us to Disneyland. <laughs> we're, we're trapped inside of a crate. But we can hear, we can hear Goofy outside. <laughs> please. That's actually a pretty good kidnapping plot. Like, get kidnapped and then make the kidnapped people dress in the, the Goofy suit. At Disney mm. World, where they say like if you take that head off, you're you know there's a a, a bomb yeah. that's wired to explode. So it's kind of like yeah. speed. It's like with the Running Man, the goofing um, man. Yeah, maybe another another week. It's like uh, we're kidnapped, but also uh, you have two dates to the prom. Okay, and so you keep running to the bathroom and. <laughs> We're trapped. They've got us locked in here. But there's a prom with some of the other people who've been kidnapped. We organized a homecoming dance. AJ accidentally got two dates. Yeah. And and one of them I only took uh, as a bet that I I could make uh, this kidnappy the the hottest kidnappy in in the entire basement. Yeah, we start introducing the ratings slump a little bit. We introduce like a new young character. <laughs> Cousin Herman also he got connected. <laughs> Okie dokie, dude. <laughs> Aww. Cousin Herman is one of the Olsen twins played by Yeah, it's yeah, he's like a little uh, Jonathan Lipnicki type character. Okay, right. <laughs> he gets kidnapped as well. And he always says, okie dokie, dude. <laughs> People love him. <laughs> One of us gets recast because we don't... Uh, we can't see uh, eye to eye on appeal a salary. To, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm asking too much <laughs> from the kidnappers. They just recast me. <clears throat> so that's fake our own kidnapping. I think if we played our cards right, we could both get uh, recast and then just uh, draw like a, a producer credit and just... We originated these roles, but uh, the kidnappers killed us and kidnapped somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Show, show keeps going. We don't have to work. You just sit back and collect those checks. All right, let's go to the uh, let's go to the hotline. Okay. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at our podcast hotline. 702 P-O-D-C-A-S-P Podcast We tried to get podcast But it wasn't available Leave us a message on our voicemail Or write to us at 
we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. Anyways, here is our message of the week. Hello. Hi. My name, my name is a. Uh, that was it. <laughs> okay. It said, hi, hello, hi, my name is... And then they hung up. It sounded familiar, though. It sounded like a couple of other people who have called in. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Almost as if... <clears throat> this person couldn't remember... Or couldn't think of a name. <laughs> choked and hung up. Yeah. And then they didn't try again. Huh. It's I mean you can't you can't get your cornhole joke on our podcast if you don't call back and finish it. There this maybe this is a little unsolved junior mystery. I think it is. What happened? I I, I would imagine that uh Someone was calling in to uh, give us their idea for Cornhole the Podcast, and then something terrible happened. It's, it's, if the past has been any indicator, it's either uh, a terrible thing happens, like uh, a flash flood and the cat gets swept away, <laughs> or something wonderful like a parade that's so fancy that you keep calling it a parade. <laughs> but I think an even bigger mystery is what was their name? I I, I have no idea how to even venture a guess on this. I don't I don't think I got enough to work with. Torvis could be Tumblr. Torvis Tumblr. Yeah. That's a pretty... Do you ever get... Do you ever get that thing when you're falling asleep and your mind just starts doing, like, random... Random name generator? Like, just changing vowels and, uh... Just, like, spout... Like, my brain just starts saying made-up names to me. And they're usually not names that I've heard in real life. Or it'll be like partially, it'll sound kind of normal, but then you're like, there's a little stink on it. I get some of my best made up names. Yeah. Michael Trampolino. Stacy Stitches. Hang on. I I just, I wrote some of these down. I'm going to take a look. This is, it's kind of like a dream journal. But these ones. Oh, here this is <clears throat> Cristobal Populo. Ooh. Yeah. Mastodonte Trilmo. Master Dante. Mastodonte. Mastodonte. Like Mastodon and Dante. Okay. This is also where Michael Pokeon Du Carter came from. Okay. This is the same. The same primordial ooze that he crawled out of. 
past imaginary person from from the podcast, Michael Pokeon Ducarter. So maybe that's what maybe that's what hello hi my name is. Mm-hmm. That could be a podcast where we just come up with names, just free names. We're just giving them out. If you're writing a screenplay, you know, a book, you're, you're writing the great American novel. What do I call this character? Um, well, we might get sued if we did this, but I think we could do an entire podcast that is just the audio clip from the Eminem song where he says, what my name is, who my name is. And then we fill in the blank after the Wicca Wicca. Michael Pokeon do Carter. <laughs> yeah, just 60 minutes of that. Yeah, that is that is also a real option we could do. All right, let's go to the Podtron. The Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence that we created. We gave it the top top 1,000 podcasts from the Apple podcast charts. And then it analyzes those names, and it gives us a list of new names for potential winning podcasts podcasts like and i've got one here it's called dot 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 these mm. there's a there's an air of mystery to so many ideas in this this episode and, yeah these but maybe it's implied in the name that we're doing like the, you know, where you do your hands in or, kind or, of a, a V shape at your balls. Yeah, <laughs> you're like a crotch balls. These. Hey. Yeah, you do the, yeah. Is this like a D's nuts situation? It's, yeah, maybe that's it. It's just a podcast where we just keep doing D's nuts. Okay. So the ellipsis before these is the crotch chop. Yeah, maybe we might need maybe to find. Each, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Each go week ahead. could be like a a more and more elaborate setup. Okay. To uh, up, just the end of the show is always the big reveal is the, yeah these nuts. I think we might need to find some sort of uh, audio um, depiction of a crotch chop because mm. I, I think it's more of uh, it, it, it works better in a visual medium. What if we did like a like a kung fu like but then like a yeah yeah. A, a series of, of like we need to really it's get a, into the it's foley like a lab. Swooshing chop noise, but then also like a sprunging boner sound. Yeah. We could talk to Candace about that. Okay. Candace dick fit in your mouth. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 you see anything on the list that tickles your fancy? 
Um, yeah, I've got get time. That's all one word. Get time. And uh, this is a podcast. It's all about getting stuff and only at the appropriate time. And that's what we'll do is we'll get on this show and we'll find certain stuff that's gettable. And we'll tell you if and when to get. Okay. For example, uh, um, Ruby Egg. Not mm. the right time. Not the right time. Is there a right time for a Ruby Egg? Later. Hmm. Okay. It's not get time. So, what's yet. something that there is never a good time for? Never a good time? Yeah. Oh, syphilis. Yeah. I guess that's true. But maybe not. What if, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a scenario where it'd be a good thing to get syphilis. <laughs> maybe jigsaw that makes you do it. Yeah. Well, if, if, if Jigsaw has you in his clutches, I, I guess you just have to uh, take his word on when it's get time and not mine. <laughs> Jigsaw. I will never I will never tell you that it's get time. It's uh, get syphilis time. I want to play a game. You think syphilis is so cool. <laughs> You're like, I never said that. Shut up. Yes, you did. Now you have to get syphilis. <laughs> yeah, Jigsaw's running out of ideas. <laughs> do you do you know anybody else? <laughs> oh man. Hey, think- I really appreciate you being a part of this. <laughs> uh you know what? My business really it runs on referrals. So if you know anybody else <laughs> who needs to be Punished in an ironic way so that they really appreciate life. Could you let me know? I think that Jigsaw should have a gift shop. So once you escape escape his clutches, you can buy an actual Jigsaw puzzle of a picture Mm -hmm. of yourself escaping. Kind of like uh, when, when you ride the roller coaster and take the picture of you with your hands up going woo. It's yeah, jigsaw. When you ex- real mad if you try and just take your phone out and take a picture <laughs> of the screen yeah. of the picture of you being scared by the little puppet on the tricycle. <laughs> <laughs> the puppet comes wheeling out, and then there's a bright flash for a second when the the coaster cam goes off. What uh, do you do? You watch that Chris Rock Jigsaw movie? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, me neither. Oh well, I'm sure he's doing fine. Jigsaw and Chris Rock, both of them. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be a good Jigsaw. I'm I'm not good at thinking of ironic punishments for people. Although I'd say that from from what I've seen of the Saw franchise, 
Jigsaw isn't very good at coming mm. up with appropriately ironic punishments for people either. He kind of he gets distracted a lot, kind of loses the plot on that. Quite literally, half the time he's just like asking a asking like a twelve year old boy, "Hey, what would be like a wicked way to like kill somebody? What would be like a fucked up thing to do?" I'm just. I'm just looking for ideas. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think he should have picked a theme like the like uh, Kevin Spacey in Seven? I think his theme is ripping off Kevin Spacey in Seven. <laughs> Fair enough. He really, I mean, like, there's so much going on with Jigsaw, right? At the at the beginning of the first movie, they're like, he always takes a, a puzzle piece. Remember that? Yeah. He doesn't keep that up the whole time either. No. And they went to the will quite a lot with that. I, I don't even know how many movies are in the Jigsaw verse. I think I've only seen the first two songs. Because it was like... At the beginning, right, he was like the puzzle man. Jigsaw, mm-hmm. the puzzle killer. He's going to make you solve a puzzle. You got to figure out how to get out of this trap. Oh, but it's so tricky. But then he just kind of became like irony man. Where it's like, oh, you didn't see that coming, did you? The thing you love is the thing that's going to kill you. Also, I'm going to do a twist at the end. Just, he's like... I don't know that it's bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cast aspersions on Jigsaw. The man has an impressive body of work. I just think he might be the David Bowie of his of his oeuvre. Just keeps reinventing himself mm. every every new every new offering. Now he's oh now he's a puppet. Now he's an old man. Now he's the daughter of the old man. Now he's back from beyond the grave. He's supernatural. Mm-hmm. Now he's Chris Rock. Now that he's been Chris Rock, uh, do you think he could be uh, Lil Penny Hardaway? Oh, shit. What if Lil Penny came out on that tricycle? Yeah. <laughs> he's like bragging about having he's he's claiming he fucked Tyra Banks. <laughs> That's gross to think about, honestly. That little penny that little penny puppet. Was playing like he had sex with Tyra Banks. Yeah. Well, anybody anybody who builds a little puppet man that is anatomically correct is incorrect to do so. Sprite was like, hey, hey, will you please drink our lemon lime soda? We, we made this puppet have sex with Victoria's <laughs> Secret superstar model Tyra Banks. Do you know how much money you have to pay Tyra Banks to have sex with a puppet? No, you don't. You don't. You just do it. 
That's get time. <laughs> yeah. Do you All have right, another I got, one? I got, yeah. Yeah, this one's called Fantasy Focus, Bachel and Jay Stoic. And do you so have any ideas on that? <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel like uh, Bachel and Jay Stoic are like a ripoff of Jay and Silent Bob. Okay, but like where they're flipped. Yeah. So, so now Jay. Jay, Jay is not a loud mouth. He's stoic, and he's uh, stoic. He yeah. isn't. He's not silent. But he just doesn't show any emotion. Yeah. He he uh, speaks in the way that uh, Ernest Hemingway writes prose. There, there are no he wasted could, He could have like a single tear come down his cheek if he sees someone littering. <laughs> okay. But that's it. And then this would... A fantasy focus. This could be... I guess I was thinking like guided meditation. But... Perhaps fantasy focus. It could just be like focus. Like like you're focusing on. This is what we're talking about. We're focused on fantasy. Maybe it's like the Ford focus. Oh, fantasy focus. Because uh, they they discontinued the focus this past year. So any new focuses are, are but a fantasy. This is us. Building our dream Ford Focus Mm -hmm. with Bachel and Jay Stoic. And no matter how how excited Bachel gets, Jay Stoic, steady as a rock. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This thing is made of solid gold. Jay won't even crack a smile. No. Mm-mm. No, sir. Wait, what, what did Bachel do? You think we should make though? him break at the end of the at well, the end of the episode, like Silent Bob always does? Yeah, yeah. He's got to have like a little monologue at the end. Well, yeah. Or he just have like a little <laughs> like he just goes into a little giggle fit. Okay. Just completely breaks character. But I like the idea of this specifically being a Ford Focus. All right, what el- what else do you got? Okay, uh, I've got Broker, which is uh, more more than broke. Like you thought you were broke, and then you you you, you found out what it's what really is broker broker. Oh. So uh, I, I think this is just a podcast where uh, we go and hang out and uh, wherever people declare bankruptcy and we <laughs> say like, hey, you, you need a ride? It's free. And then we, we interview those people. I love the idea of uh, there being a place where people go to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. 
it's it's on top of a mountain and, and you, you, you just yell like it and i do back. declare <laughs> you have to blow the big horn mm-hmm. like the ricola commercial yeah You, just, you have to go to Walmart and pick up the intercom phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going bankrupt. You got to get one Let's of those get... megaphone things on the top of your car so you can drive around and tell everybody. Drive around. You have a sandwich board on. It says, I'm going bankrupt. This should be a thing. Declare bankruptcy challenge. Get the TikTok kids on it. Mm-hmm. And when you go bankrupt, you try and do like the most epic declaration of bankruptcy. Yeah. Instead of promposals, now we're doing we're doing brokered uh, declaration. We got to come up with a hip name for these TikTok yeah. teens. They're never going to go for Well, one. I mean, you don't just like, you do need to tell everybody in town, but specifically you need to go find the people that you owe the most money to and then just like dab at them and declare bankruptcy at them. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's currently, there's a, there's a TikTok trend of you know, kids stealing things from their school and then showing the thing they stole. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying to outdo each other. One kid, I saw a video, a kid stole the school bus. Oh shit. <laughs> I was thinking like an overhead projector or a, yeah, like a, I mean, it started an Erlenmeyer out, flask or yeah, it that was it started out yeah with kids just stealing Ooh, dumb Bunsen stuff burner. like a, a Bunsen burner, uh, you know, the soap dispenser from the bathroom, five pounds of frozen chicken nuggets. It's always like it like it, they'll like pan up and then open their backpack and show it, and then then sometimes it'll be like the, you open the backpack and there's a hole in the bottom of the backpack and then it's like the the soda machine or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I saw one. It was a kid who was just laughing hysterically at, at, at what appeared to be a stolen school bus. <laughs> Good for that kid. Mm-hmm. Man. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be that kid or or that kid's parent but I'm glad that kids like that exist. There was a kid there was a kid in my hometown who uh good-hearted but uh, impetuous young man who uh decided that it was cruel that we had a zoo in town and so he set all the animals free. <laughs> That's that's awesome. <laughs> to be fair, this is not like a zoo with tigers. It was a couple of llamas and some goats. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't full scale Jumanji. It was in Gas yeah. City. <laughs> it was Jumanji Junior. Yeah, just some peacocks and a, I think a emu, just running around the neighborhood. The that's... peacocks pretty much already just did as they pleased. Those things can fly. Yeah, they can. Yeah. You don't realize that until one is up in a tree and you're like, holy fuck, what? He's up there. Ah! Doing that. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they, uh, will they attack you if you, 
get in their I face. I think they will. I don't. I don't fuck with birds. They, we have a mutual understanding, birds and I. Yeah, I don't trust them. How could you? They're the jigsaws of the animal kingdom. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, they are. Showing up at Edgar Allan Poe's house, <laughs> perched atop the pallid bust of Pallas. Yeah. I think that there was like some sort of a uh, uh, scientific study that proved that they know how to count. Mm. I think that might be where counting crows got their name. Was that, that they are like proved like crows are smart? They know how to count. I read something just the other day about some kind of animal, and it said that they could count to three, but no more. That was uh, Mister Owl from the Tootsie Roll Pop uh, commercial. Yeah, that makes it so sad when you realize that that's just the that limits was all of he was Mr. Capable. Owl's object permanence. Every everything above three is just three to Mister Owl. They've done they've done double blind experiments yeah. where they put three Tootsie Pops in this corner of the room, and then seven Tootsie Pops in the other, and Mister Owl just randomly goes to one. If you put one and two, he'll go for two every time. Two and three, he goes for three. But any numbers above three, he's lost. Mm-hmm. And they had to cut 20 seconds, or I mean 20, 20 minutes off of that commercial of him just <laughs> licking that pop over and over again saying, three. 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 It's kind of cruel when you think about that they put that mortarboard on his head to mock him. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid fucking owl. This fucking idiot. We gave him a little professor hat. (laughs) 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 Just two scientist bullies. Go, go ask, go ask Mister Al how many licks it takes. <laughs> this is gonna be great. Hey, hey, Mister Al, how many licks does it take? <laughs> Kill us! He always says three. <laughs> Man, I, I would, I, I couldn't hey, do hey, that. Mr. Like, Al, it would kill. How many states are there? How many states are there, Mr. L? (laughs) He says fucking three for everything. I'm sorry, you were saying? I was going to say that uh, if I were the jerk zookeeper who was uh, playing mean tricks on Mr. Al, probably feel really bad about it and then find questions where the answer actually is three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just hey, so that... Hey, Mr. Owl, how many, how many stooges are there? <laughs> mm-hmm. But then there's like a... Like an octopus that keeps trying to... Be like, um, uh, technically, they're... Shemp. Yeah. 
Shut the fuck up, Octopus. We're trying to make him feel better about himself. Yeah. And then, like, Mr. Octopus ruining everything. Then I'd have to give him some questions that where the answer is at least nine. Yeah. So he'd run out of oh, tentacles yeah. to count on. <laughs> All right, so this this week our options are Top Gum, Unsolved Mysteries Junior, Pro- Provocative Dress for Men of a Certain Age, Fake Our Own Kidnapping, Hello, Hi, My Name Is, These, Get Time, Fantasy Focus, Bachel and Jay Stoic, and Broker. Do you have any favorites out of that list? I think <clears throat> I like them all. Oh, they're they're like children to you. You, you don't. Yeah, these are these are like my children. Mm-hmm. So, which of these three do you like the most? I don't know. It's like Sophie's choice. Damn. Okay, um... I I would say Top Gum. Top Gum is, uh... It's the most straightforward. It is, it is. And, and it's one that I, 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 I can see what that would be kind of beforehand. And a lot yeah. of these other options, I cannot say that. They're going to be pretty conceptual. Yes. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm happy with Top Gum. I haven't, right, folks, I haven't well, bought a, an array of gum for myself to try in a while, and it'll be a little treat. Oh, yeah. Get some fruit flavors in there. Mm-hmm. They got those Mentos that turn into gum. Mm-hmm. Okay, so folks, if you want to hear Top Gum, head on over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. There you will find... Our new show, Top Gum, available Friday or Saturday. We've been uh, slacking a little bit on getting them out right right on Friday (laughs) the last couple of weeks. We're sorry. It's been busy. Anyways, if you go there, we we do put out a bonus episode every week. And uh, there's over 100 hours of back catalog listening that you can check out in our we don't have a podcast yet vault so go sign up to support our show and you will get access to all of the vault including every week's new episode like this week's top gum other than that go write write a review please please put a review like us jigsaw is gonna murder us (laughs) Other than that, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.